0: on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, Aggie football has been brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zion's Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Ford, go further. ARS, clean up, restore, rebuild. And by Stokes, Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Welcome to Aggie Post Game. Tough one tonight for Utah State, losing to Boise State, 27-3. Aggies will have a short week to prepare for BYU. Uh, That game coming up on Friday, 7 o'clock kick, 6 o'clock pregame as Utah State tries to find a way to uh, right the ship. And they've got a really good team coming in next week against BYU. Remember, IFIT was founded 40 years ago by a group of USU students. Has grown to become one of the largest subscription fitness technology companies in the world. With offices in Europe, China, Australia, and South America, iFit's global headquarters remain right here in Logan, Utah. iFit, proud to support Utah State athletes and athletics and the Cache Valley community. All right, we're going to chat with A.J. Bonkachon coming up here in a bit. Also, uh, Calvin Tyler, will chat with him as Utah State suffers their first loss of the season in a uh, game that, frankly, you know, the Aggies... I think uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, uncomfortable moments in film room where you see what was available, what could have happened, and how close this team was to scoring a lot of points and making this game a lot closer than what it really ended up being. No
1: question. You know, it, there's just the little things in execution that uh, still are lacking. And you're in your first year building the rebuilding the program for Blake Anderson, and so there's a lot to learn from. I thought there was a couple of interesting uh, decisions out there, though. The fake punt, certainly inside your own territory when you're down 10 to nothing. I thought that, uh, you know, running the ball on second and long on a handful of possessions, which led to third and longs, which then, you know, your third down conversion ratio goes way down at that point, and Utah State was only one of their last ten and, and third down conversions. And a lot of those were third and long situations. So we'll have to ask a little bit about that, but I think more than anything, you still love the effort, you love the physicality. This Boise State team is not outclassing Utah State physically. So you could, you got that to build upon. But they just weren't able to, to finish drives. They weren't able to, to execute when they needed to in the red zone. And then just little mistakes here and there. Missed assignments. Uh, you know, uh, not aligned correctly in some instances. Uh, a block fault,
0: kick. A lot of false starts. Fault
1: starts. 14, 13 penalties for 85 yards in this game. So, you know, a lot of those things with three turnovers, 13 penalties, a, a block kicks, a, a fake field goal or f- fake punt that, that doesn't work inside your own red zone. Um, you know, just lots of stuff that puts your defense in a real bind, and I thought the defense just battled their tails off today. They ended up giving up 435 yards of offense, but I thought that they just continued to, to battle. They showed great resiliency and great effort, but uh, at the end of the day, they were just put in, in too many binds.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that's what it boils down to is you just kind of got put uh, in a situation where, um, you know, third and longs, uh, situations along those lines where it just couldn't seem to click offensively, especially in the second half. And uh, credit Boise State. I think they made some adjustments. And talk a little bit about because obviously, you know, as a quarterback, you know how difficult it is when a defense that's got skilled players like Boise State says we're going to take this guy out of the game or we're not going to allow this to happen, how difficult sometimes it is to adjust to that. So what they did
1: after the first quarter, when Utah State had all sorts of success throwing over the middle of the field, Devin Tompkins had four catches for 60 yards in the first quarter. He ended with four catches for 60 yards. And what they did is they, they said, okay, we're gonna get out of our, our man-free look. We're gonna go to a cloud cover, the cloud the cover two. And so what they did is they on the, the outside receivers, where Utah State had the two by two on the outside, they made it a three-on-two. So they put the cloud over the top, too deep the, the coverage. That was the change they made starting in the second quarter, and then they said, okay. Try to run the ball at us. Utah State did that. They ran it 41 times for 235 yards, including Calvin Tyler's 20 carries for a buck 26. But they were only three of 10 in the second half throwing the football. Just not enough out of the throw game in that second half. And we saw uh, Logan Bonner go 11 of 25 for 173 yards and two interceptions. And, and probably the biggest one was was the one in the the red zone when they could have come away with three points. Instead, they get the turnover and uh, and then. You know, they just weren't able to, to recover offensively and make enough plays there.
0: 20 carries, 126 yards for Calvin Tyler, who uh, joins us now on the Aggie postgame show. And, uh, and Calvin, obviously, disappointing game. Uh, offensively, you guys had a lot of success early in the game, but just unable to score points. Why do you feel like that was in this
2: game tonight? Uh, just honestly, uh, lack, uh, probably the lack of details. We just need uh, like, to execute like we usually do. And that's all, like, that's how, just how to put it just didn't execute. So, like Calvin, it,
1: it looked like in the second quarter they, they changed up the defense just a little bit, went to a little bit more to a two-deep look and tried to do three-on-two on the outside, which meant that you guys ran the football and you ran it effectively. Um, I'm curious, was it game-planned to run when you had second and long uh, a handful of times you still ran the football? Was that part of the game plan?
2: Uh, yes, sir. Like, running is always part of the game plan, but uh, we're just trying to put ourselves in the best field position at times whether it was throwing or running on second down, but like I said, we just got to execute on all downs.
0: The fact that that you left a lot of points out there on the field, I got to imagine, you know, sometimes when a team's just far superior talent wise, you probably like, okay, well, you know, that, that's the way things go, but it really felt like this game was really even between the two, and, and, and the execution was just a little bit better with Boise State. Is that kind of how you feel? Like, these two teams really felt yeah, to honestly, me evenly matched.
2: Yeah, honestly, that's how I feel. I, I feel like we, we the better team, and Regards, I'm riding my guys. I feel like we got more talent too. We just didn't execute. That's all it was. But they didn't do nothing special. They didn't do nothing special on defense to stop us. We just didn't execute how we should, how we been have. So I'm curious, Calvin. Uh, you know,
1: what was said in the locker room? Uh, you know, this is this is the. You know, you've had really good success coming back from those double-digit deficits and getting three victories. Now uh, taking a loss. What was the locker room like? And uh, and how do you feel like this team will respond?
2: Oh, well, we gonna respond. Of course, we got that. That bad taste in our mouth right now, but I, I wouldn't doubt it uh one bit. I know these guys ready to work and that's that's what the locker room that's what we say in the locker room like. Got a quick read, uh got a quick turnaround. Let's get ready. Let's get ready to roll on Monday. Let's get ready to practice we uh, looking ahead, get this film out the way, we're looking ahead, we're ready to, uh, ready to get back on this field more than anything.
0: Well you guys have been resilient, uh certainly in the early part of the season. Now it'll be. I, we I think all of us look forward to see the resiliency of this team after suffering a loss like this. Your goals are still ahead of you in the Mountain West Conference. I know you got a big one against BYU coming next week, but I got a I got a suspicion that uh, you guys are going to be resilient and find a way to get through this.
2: Most definitely ready to respond. True, man. These guys are warriors. We'll pick it up quick and um, yeah. I mean, I, we got that loss. Uh, we got that loss out the way. Now we know how to feel and we know how to. Uh, we gonna know how to respond and we gonna execute from here on out.
1: So uh, you, as a as a, a leader on that uh, on that
2: offensive side, it, is it something that you can
1: do or say that uh, that makes sure everybody keeps their heads up and hey, we got a lot of football to go here.
2: Most definitely, I think all I gotta do is smile, and my guys we, we ready to roll. All I gotta do is smile, and and like to be honest, if I'm being honest with you right now, I think my guys picked me up today after the loss. Cause usually I I, I hate I hate losing. I'm a competitor, but I know that comes with uh, playing this game. But my guys picked me up today and told me. That, Everything will be all right, like especially the veteran guys. And, um, yeah, we just ready to get back to the drawing boys and uh, get ready for uh, BYU on Friday.
0: Uh, short week, how hard is it uh, when you have a less
2: day, one last day to, to prepare for a team? Uh, I don't think it's hard because we already did it this year. But, um, I mean, we, we just got to really pay attention to the details of practice uh make sure we're going 100% every practice, taking care of our bodies, getting to the training room tomorrow and uh, today. Healing that body up and just getting ready for the week.
0: I know that uh, I know that this is your first year at Utah State, but you you probably get the sense in the
2: community in that locker room that this game next week's a pretty big deal. Oh yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, honestly, I don't know. I, they haven't been. T- I know it's a big deal, but we haven't really been talking about it because, like, our coach said, we we zero zero. So we look for yeah. we don't really look forward to the next thing. We are just taking one game at a time. Oh, so well, Calvin put this in the past, then I we get our minds to BYU.
0: Well, Calvin, man, we really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, heck of a game tonight, and look forward to seeing, uh, seeing what you do next week against BYU. Thank you. Calvin Tyler, Jr., 20 carries, 126 yards, 6.3-yard average in this game tonight. Uh, Gentry with 57. Noah with 48, uh, including that big 35-yard uh, run. Uh, Peasley with nine. Aggies overall on the night, 235 yards on the ground uh aj vong put kind enough to join us uh here on the aggie post game show aggies dropped this game to boise state 27 to 3 and uh aj talk a little bit of, i mean you guys were up against it defensively and i know you gave up some points in this game but i thought you guys battled all night tonight uh with some short fields and some things you were dealing with kind of give me your thoughts on how you guys handled yourself defensively
3: you know i thought there was a a lot of good things but at the same time uh, a lot of things that we can clean up ourselves you know just uh just to help the team out and uh... You know, I mean, at the end of the day, we need, we need the, the wins and the win column. So we just got to, you know, learn from this and then uh, get ready for a short week.
1: Curious, AJ, when you're, when you're put in a little bit of a tough spot, like uh, when you didn't get the fake punt or after the turnover, uh, what is the mindset going out as a defense when you know you're kind of backed up against it on a short field?
3: Uh, you know, the guys do a really great job of uh, having a really good attitude. And, you know, we want to be put in those situations because uh, we – we feel like we're up to for the challenge, and, uh, you know, no one, uh, no one has any bad attitudes about it. Like, you know, we're ready for the moment.
0: You know, there's, there's some games in college football where another team is just far superior talent-wise and athletically. And But I, I never felt like Boise State tonight, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I never felt like they were more physical than you guys. I never felt like there was a huge talent gap between you guys. It just felt like it was some little execution things here and there that ended up being the difference in this game. Is that the kind of vibe you get?
3: No, definitely. I mean, I, I didn't think they were, uh, you know, like you said, any any more physical than us or any more talented than us. It was just mostly ourselves, uh, you know, just not executing properly, including myself. So uh, I just got to clean it up.
1: So as, as a group now, uh, getting a loss after having some success for the first couple of weeks, um, what is your – role individually and 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 what can you do with your group of guys now to say all right let's just get this one behind us and let's keep moving forward what what do you how do you address that
3: yeah i mean it's already been addressed uh you know just keeping our heads high and you know the got all the guys in the room have done a great job of uh keeping their head high and just uh knowing that we got a, a big week ahead of us and uh, we got to learn from this this film
0: yeah 10 tfls in this game tonight that's a that's a that's a big number And for the most part, you controlled Boise State in their running attack tonight. Uh, Talk a little bit about your game plan against the run and how you're able to have some success slowing them down.
3: Yeah, especially coming from last week against Air Force, we had a huge emphasis on playing the run, and uh, we knew that they were they were going to want to run the ball as well. Um, And you know, we came out here and uh, played the run fairly well. You know, I think that we could have cleaned up a few things, but um, at the end of the day, we just we just need to get this win.
1: So AJ, uh, you you made the the switch a little bit to uh, some different positions. How has that overall transition been for you? Making that switch last year and then uh, with the new coaching staff, how has it been for you individually? And and uh, what are your thoughts about this new new group of coaches you got?
3: Yeah, it's been it's been really good. It's been a really clean transition. You know, I've been at a few different spots, and uh, you know at the end of the day, I just want to be able to help the team as much as possible. Uh, but you know, the the co- the new coaches have done a. amazing job of coming in implementing their scheme and uh just uh letting us play fast and physical
0: you don't have you don't have much time to 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 think about this one you got a short week next week i know you had the same thing against north dakota but pretty good byu team rolling in next week and i gotta imagine when you see you know guys in the locker room that's got some connections that program probably doesn't take long to get focused in on those guys
3: yes sir no doubt i mean the guys are ready to roll after this one uh, this is a, this definitely left a bad taste in our mouths, and we just want to
0: get right to it uh, and work on the short week. Well, AJ, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Tough loss tonight. Look forward to catching up again here very soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. AJ Vongpichon, kind enough to join us right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Aggies dropped this one twenty-seven to three. Remember, Stotts Equipment is happy and a proud sponsor of uh, Utah State football. Uh, come see them at their Tremont or Preston location for a special deal for Aggie fans on your new John Deere take a break come back you're gonna hear from Blake Anderson coming up next you're listening to Aggie football from Learfield uh as the Aggies three and one first loss of the season for the Aggies as they try to uh, regroup and get ready for BYU coming to town coming up next week uh, Blake Anderson will join us coming up here in just a moment as Utah State again suffering that first L on the year and uh, head coach Blake Anderson kind enough to join us and uh, Coach, not very often do you have uh 20 more yards of total offense in a team but end up losing uh losing a game like that. Uh talk us through some of the and especially in the first half some of the mistakes that that uh unable to capitalize on points and drives getting getting inside the uh inside the 50.
4: Yeah, just um and just never could really really maintain the rhythm that we create. We we make a couple big plays, get some energy going and False start, uh, busted protection, tip ball up in the air—you name it. We we kind of, we were um, just kind of bucket of errors today. Just just a little off, and and every time it seemed like we'd get a little momentum where I felt like we could get something going, we would uh, we'd find a way to derail it. And we had more of those kind of execution mistakes today offensively probably than we've had combined in the first three weeks. We executed way better defensively than we have uh, at times in the last couple weeks and kept us in it, but. We just couldn't pay it off offensively. You know, we should have at least got field goals. We didn't do a good job there protectionally and then a bad kick. Uh, it was a frustrating game, frustrating great game to play hard and, and have the energy and effort that we need to be competitive. And I, I don't think at any point did we ever look like we weren't competing well, but we definitely did not execute well. And energy and effort alone you know, just won't get it done. You've got to have detailed execution, and we didn't get that today.
1: Yeah, I thought physically you matched up just fine. I'm curious, though, starting in the second quarter, you had, you had a lot of success, Coach, and throwing over the middle of the field. It looked like they'd moved to a little bit more of a cover two in that second quarter. Is that what you saw as well? And they tried to say, we're not going to let DT and, and, and Brandon Bowling beat us over the middle.
4: Well, at times, you know, they bounced back and forth. Uh, you know, we knew they would, they would kind of bounce between those two coverages. I don't know that at any point we were really, really surprised about what we were seeing defensively. Uh, We did have success, obviously, at times at pushing the ball through the middle of field. We we just couldn't, we just couldn't have it consistently enough. They bottled up the run game at times, although we had a few big ones, and obviously Calvin went for over 120 yards. But, but you know, they also forced some very frustrating short drives, gave the ball right back to them, and, and, and just we didn't pay off what little momentum the defense was able to create for us. So, <clears throat> you know, one for four in the in in the in the red zone is, is a great indicator. They were five for five. We were one for four. Uh, four. You're, you're not going to win many games, especially against a really good football team. I mean, we knew their record was not an indication of what we were playing. They were the best physically built team that we've played this season, including Washington State. And... When you don't execute well, you're going to get exposed, and and you saw that in areas tonight, really, especially in offense and special teams, but even at times, you know, defensively we struggled to uh, to get them off the field when we needed to.
0: Talk us through the uh, the the, uh, the fake punt call in the uh, in the second quarter and what you saw and and uh, and the execution of that.
4: Well, we didn't execute it well at all. It's a calculated risk. You know, one I'd love to have back at this point, but you know, based off how they were defending us in the first half overloading uh, our our punt team and and, and really being aggressive. It it was a calculated risk. We did not execute it well at all. Chances of it succeeding, you know, based off of, uh, you know, that situation, still there's a risk involved, but we just hadn't been able to get anything going at that point. And so you're gambling a little bit to try to create a momentum play. We've had similar fakes at the same area of the field in previous years and and come away successful and sparked our football team Mm. and actually won games and today just – we did not. We did not execute it well. So um, that was on me. You know, that's a calculated risk that, that goes all on me, and, and and I knew that when I called it. There was a chance it might not. Really, just wanting the, the defense to, to force them to kick a field goal. Uh, if they can get that done to me, that's that's a win, and it's worth the risk in that particular environment.
1: So, Coach, I, I'm curious. The uh, at one point you were five of seven on third down conversions, and in the second half, the second quarter on, a lot of second and long situations where you, you end up running the football on those second and long scenarios. Is that dictated really by how they were playing, kind of more three on two on the outside? So that, that dictates to you, we got to run the football.
4: Yeah, I mean that's an empty box. They're they're doubling at different areas outside. There's you know really a, a very light light box. At times we popped big runs, but we didn't do it consistently enough in those situations, especially in the second half when we had to have it. I mean, we when they empty the box and they're going to double and cover down and try to try to help their guys in the back end, we've got to pay it off by running the ball better and staying ahead of the chains. And way too many long yard situations, as you mentioned, way too many uh, you know difficult third down situations today. We we got to stay be more efficient on early downs.
0: Uh, and that probably led to I mean you started the game five of seven on third down and then one of ten on your next t- 10 third down attempts and i, I got to imagine that's you know to your point in uh getting behind the chains and-, and having third and long more often than not
4: yeah a little bit of both you know, we had some protectional issues we 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 dropped a ball here or there they did a great job in at- adjusting and playing some coverages in your right we were we weren't efficient enough on early downs and so we we're in long yarded situations which definitely plays into their favor so a lot of issues uh the worst execution we've had all season offensively obviously and, and you can see, obviously, the score, you know, it, it indicates that clearly. Coach, how, how healthy or
1: not was Logan Bonner coming into this game?
4: I mean, he wasn't 100%, but he was healthy enough to play. Uh, he was able to put power on the ball. He's not a great runner. We know that. He's an efficient runner, but, you know, it, it, it did uh, probably limit him a little bit being able to be as mobile as he needed to be. Uh, but he had, had the ability to put power on the ball. At times he threw it really, really well. Uh, there, you know, there's some other ones that got away from him. I'm sure he'd like to have back, but his injury was not, uh, was not a factor today.
0: What's the message to the guys in the locker room after a game like that?
4: you know, get your head up. Let's go learn. Let's, let's be coachable. Let's fix the problems. A lot of them self-inflicted and you got to give Boise credit. They did all the things they need to do to win today, but, but we made a lot of mistakes and, and we, we really didn't give ourselves a great chance to compete the way we want to. Uh, so, you know, let's come back to work tomorrow and, Let's start uh, figuring out how we can fix it. Let's play better ball this next week. Nothing changes. process doesn't change. The approach doesn't change. We just got to, uh, we got to improve. From, from your vantage point, Coach,
1: I mean, from up here, it, it looked like certainly matchup physically just fine. Uh, you know, no problems there. Uh, did you see the same thing? Because in, in years past, you know, Boise State has probably been much more physical, much more athletic than, than our, our squad, and, and it
4: didn't seem that way tonight. Yeah, that's a frustrating part. You don't leave the field thinking, "Man, we just got manhandled." You leave the field thinking that we just made too many mistakes to give ourselves a chance to compete, and that's the frustrating part. If if you go out and you play great ball and you get beat by a superior, physically superior team that played good, you can still, you know, you can look yourself in the mirror and say, "Hey, man, we we fought, but uh, just just beyond frustrated and disappointed that we made as many mistakes as we did uh, today, and, and really never gave ourselves." A, a great opportunity to be in the game the way we wanted to be. So, man, I was really proud of the crowd. It's an amazing atmosphere. I hate that we didn't play well for today. I hope they'll come back next Friday night. We're going to need them. Uh, it's, obviously, we know that's going to be a battle, and, but we'll play. We will play better. We will play better than we did today. Uh, and, and, and you know, the one thing about today is the guys continue to play hard. And, and as long as they'll keep playing hard and give us great effort and great attitudes, we'll we'll improve on the on the uh, execution and the techniques of what we're teaching.
1: Yeah, I think that's what I was going to ask you, Coach. Uh, what did you see in the eyes of these guys as you challenged them at the end of the game and saying, hey, all right, okay, let's see how we respond now. We've been able to come back from double-digit deficits and, and win games. Now we weren't able to quite get that done here. What was the look in the eye of these, these kids as you looked at them in the locker room?
4: You know, they're disappointed, uh, and they should be, but but very, you know, a lot of positive. Man, hey, guys, keep your head up. Hey, nothing changes. Let's go to work. They're They're really saying the same things I'm saying. They're just – they're just saying it to each other. Uh, you know, guys are disappointed, but but also uh, very very positive, and, and and you know just some of them. Hey, coach, we got it. We'll pick it up. We'll get better. You know, I, I was very pleased with how they responded. Nobody likes to lose. You definitely don't, don't want to lose when you play poorly, but uh, you've got to respond the right way, and that's be coachable, uh, be you know really detail the the mistakes and try to improve immediately. And, and I thought that the attitudes and the body language and and just uh, the approach in the locker room with our guys uh, gives us a chance to do that. Now we just gotta, we just gotta, you know, go through the process.
0: Coach, appreciate your time. Thanks for Thank uh, joining us. Thanks, guys. There you go, head coach of the Utah State Aggies, Blake Anderson, right here on the Aggie Post Game Show. Gosner Foods proud to craft uh, top quality cheese, shelf stable milk from the milk produced by local family farms. They salute their local farmers and ranchers. Gosner Food proud to contribute to the agricultural legacy of Cache Valley and is a proud supporter of Utah State University and Aggie Athletics. Final in this one, 27-3. Come back and continue on with your uh, post-game show. Coming up next, you're listening to Aggie football from Learfield. 2 o'clock along the Wasatch Front, Utah State dropping a tough one tonight. Losing to Boise State, 27-2-3. Let's pause 10 seconds for local stations to identify themselves. You're listening to Aggie Football from Learfield. From the Carrier HVAC Studio, this is KZNS-FM Colville, kzns Salt Lake City, 97.5-1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Discount Tire with locations in Logan, Providence, and Smithville. Discount Tire offers services such as oil changes, emissions, alignments, car maintenance, and more. More information is available at webtires.net.
1: Well, some things we're going to need to see change between now and next week. Our expectations have been ratcheted up a little bit. I, I you know, I thought coming into the season that uh, at this point it might be a one and three. We're yeah. You know, Utah State's at a three and one right now. Honestly,
0: the... if you would have given me two and two. Yeah, at this point in the season, uh, back in August, I would have said, "Yes, sir." I'll take it. absolutely. Now you're three and one. Um, this first five game stretch was really going to be really, really difficult, and uh, to start off three and one, and uh, potentially four and one if you can find a way to get a win against BYU next week, then you've certainly got some things to uh, certainly to build upon. Even if you lose that game, three and two, you would have taken that. I, in a second. I agree, because then
1: you look at, uh, you get a bye, and that bye week will probably come yep. at a really good time. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, to get some some bumps and bruises all healed up, and to, to do yourself scout at that point, and figure out your tendencies, and, and where you're at, um, but uh, what I really, and I appreciate what Coach Anderson said, that, uh, you know, physically, you're not outmatched. It's really just the details and execution, and that's where the good teams are just a notch above. They execute just a little bit better. They make plays in big moments just a little bit more often. And Utah State, I mean, you think about the missed kicks. You think about the interception in the red zone. Throw that ball out of bounds, kick the field goal, get it to a one-score game. Then coach doesn't have to think about faking it inside his own 20 and trying to flip a momentum. Because at that point, once you fake that punt, and he thought, you know, if we can force the field goal, which they thought they had, a third down stop, but they got a a pass interference penalty against Cam Lapkin. They go in and, and punch it in. Now it's a three-score game, and at, at that point you just knew you can't really get back from a three-score. If you could have kept it to a two-score game, then you're, you're right there. But Coach felt like he had to make a momentum decision right there with that fake punt, but instead it kind of backfired, and they went down 17 nothing. really couldn't reel Boise State back in after that.
0: Yeah, and, and totally understandable. You understand the logic behind it. Uh, it's a calculated risk. That's, there's no doubt about it. And if you get it, then you're a hero and you're smart and you're uh you're a genius, and if you don't you're the opposite of all of that That's just the the landscape of sports when you when you do things like that uh, uh but you know one thing about what this team has done, and we've talked to the players and we've talked to the coach and still feel the same way. this was you know I've called a lot of games against Boise State, and there's games where you're like, okay, they are way better, and they are way more physical and way more talented. I never got that vibe today; it just felt like. Uh, there were a lot of uh, miscues, there were a lot of bad execution. And then, you know, there's a hard time, too, in terms of, in, in terms of field position because it always felt like Utah State was starting at the 10 or the 15 and, yeah. and Boise was always starting at the 35 and the 40. And it just, that was a big issue that Utah State just couldn't, get, couldn't flip the field a lot of times in this game. Well, and you think about it, they score off of the fake punt, so
1: that's a, less than a 20-yard field. They score off of the, inter- the, uh, the fumble from Andrew Peasley, which was yep. a 15-yard field. So two of their three touchdowns are really on a very, very short field. Other than that, I thought the Utah State defense, and Coach called it out, played with great effort and great tenacity. The last touchdown, uh, you know, a throw out to the, <laughs> to the defensive tackle. I mean, yep. they weren't going to score running the football, right? And so Utah State defensively, I thought uh, they, they played their hearts out just offensively couldn't piece things together in a consistent way. Only four of nine throwing the football in the second half. After throwing it for 260 yards in the first half, only 48 yards, I'm sorry, 160 yards in the first half, only 48 yards in that second half on four of nine. Now, part of that was uh, Boise State's defense. As they mentioned, they kind of played three on two on the outside and said, okay, if you can beat us running the football, good on you. And Utah State ended up running it for 235 yards on 41 carries, including Calvin Tyler's Buck 26 on 20 carries, but they just couldn't piece it together, especially in the throwing game where we combined between Logan Bonner and Andrew Peasley only 13 of 31 for 208 yards
0: and two interceptions. No touchdowns through the air tonight. Valley Office Systems has been a proud partner of Utah State Athletics for eight years. See valleyofficesystems.com for all your copy, print, scan, and furniture needs. All right, we'll take one more final break, come back, and uh, hand out some awards. Utah State drops this game tonight. 27-3 27-3 to 3 to Boise State. Big shout-out to our pregame interview with uh, Mark from Stokes Trucking. That was a lot of fun. Uh, if you missed that conversation, uh, uh, we might post it up for you because those are good dudes. So make sure to check out their podcast at stokestrucking.com. But Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Check them out at stokestrucking.com. Final segment next, Utah State drops a tough one, 27-3 to, to Boise State. We'll, ra- we'll wrap this thing up next. You're listening to Aggie football from Learfield. Utah State drops this game 27-3 to Boise State. Uh, Aggies have not beaten Boise State since 2015 here at uh, Maverick Stadium. At Siegfried and Jensen, they can help you. If you've been injured in an auto accident, they've been handling injury cases and only injury cases for over 30 years. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you need and deserve an experienced law firm in your corner. Siegfried and Jensen here to help you. All right. Um, We've got a drive of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Uh, I guess the field goal drive. Yeah,
1: I'm looking at the drive chart. You know, they had four, three, actually five three and out drives on offense today, which we haven't seen all season long. They've I think they maybe have
0: five, maybe total on the exactly. season in the first three games of the year.
1: They've been able to get that first, first down so often, but uh, they had a 13 play drive that ended in a blocked field goal. They had a 10 play 81 yard drive that ended in a missed field goal in the first half. They finally got the eight-play, 85-yard in the third quarter that ended in a field goal. That's probably the drive of the game that ended in the three points.
0: Yeah, it's not a lot of uh, great drives to choose from in this game. No, nope. Just
1: couldn't piece it together consistently enough to uh, to keep this thing competitive.
0: Tonight's Everlight Solar Player of the Game going to Calvin Tyler. Or Nick Henniger. Oh, okay.
1: I like that. So, uh, you know, I thought the defense just played their hearts out. Calvin Tyler was special again tonight, 20 carries for Buck 26. But Nick Henniger, he's credited with only five tackles, but two and a half of those are tackles for loss, a sack. He batted two balls down. And just the effort and the example of effort that Nick Henniger plays with every single week. For me, he was inspirational, I thought, here to, this afternoon for Utah State. For me, I thought he, might, he, he would be my player of the game.
0: That is brought to you by Everlight Solar, uh, bringing tonight's player of the game. Well, that wraps it up for us, partner. Tough one tonight uh, or this morning. Uh, you got a nightcap coming up on Friday when uh, BYU rolls into town, and you know it's always special in the air when, it's, uh, when the Cougars roll into Logan.
1: No doubt. And, uh, you know, these transfers are going to have to get a sense of that early in the week as they, they start to – and this coaching staff that haven't really been in this rivalry – so the, the older guys, the, the in-state guys, they're going to have to help the rest of the squad understand how important this game is for this Utah State campus, yeah. for the broader Utah State family, for Aggie Nation. Uh, nothing was more special for me than three years ago when, when Utah State down in Provo put a, a, a beat down on the Cougars. That was a special night, one of my favorite nights in, in terms of you and I calling games together. Um, the last two years, you know, not... Well, we didn't get to Only play one, the last yeah. year. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So it was two If you want to
0: go, Utah State's won two out of the last three matchups that is in this true. game. That is true.
1: And what, four out, of, four out of eight? Something like that? Uh, something
0: like that. It's it's almost been 50 50 over and the last two They had two years. in a row,
1: the, t- t- the 17 and 18. Correct. years is the first time they'd won back to back games in a long, long time against BYU. So it, Kalani and Sataki will bring his squad ready to play. No oh, question. Yeah, no
0: doubt. Very likely and they'll
1: be 5 0 coming in.
0: Uh, 4 0. Or 4 0. Yeah, I'm sorry. they got South Florida coming up tonight, and that should be a W for them. They're heavy favorites in that game. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's teeing up for sure to be one of those games where Utah State the execution and I think look Boise's a really physical team. You know their backs were against the wall. You knew they were an angry bunch after starting the season one and two. Uh, I think there's a lot you can take away from this game in terms of the fact that they, look they were every bit the equal from a physicality standpoint. Um, just execution, making some uh, making some you know turnover. Or, I mean penalties. What they have fourteen, thirteen. 13 penalties tonight For 85 yards. Yep, Yep. that'll do it. That'll do it to
1: you. You know, you have some high snaps. You have the false start penalties. You have just a few mistakes here and there. They'll learn from those. I I bet you a a nickel for the rest of the season. Logan Bonner will throw a ball away instead of trying to force one into (laughs) triple coverage and get it picked off. Uh, Those are the kinds of things that you'll learn from. But they've got to grow up quickly next week against Boise, against BYU and if they're going to be able to compete because that will probably be the most physical team that they'll face all season long.
0: Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at geico.com. Easy. Well, it wasn't easy tonight for Utah State. They dropped this one 27-3. We'll be back with you. Remember your schedule this week. Uh, Coach's show coming up on Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Get a chance to catch up with Coach uh, Blake Anderson. If you want to come out to Old Chicago, we'd love to have you out there. You can uh, get some great food, and then you can interact with Coach and uh, get his thoughts. In fact, you can even we even give you a segment where you can ask questions of Coach. So you have all that available for you coming up uh, on Tuesday at seven o'clock at Old Chicago, and then on Friday, it's a short week. You'll have a pregame show. You and I will be on the air at six o'clock, and uh, kickoff is at seven. Looking forward to it. Yep. You know, and it's three and
1: one Aggie fans don't don't hang your heads here.
0: Well, it's already a sellout for next week, so come here, get be out loud, here. and. Uh, I anticipate you'll see uh, a bunch more points in that game next week as opposed to this week.
1: I expect you're going to see really strong execution, a focus on execution this week offensively. Defense, with that kind of effort, keep the game close. Give yourself a chance in that fourth quarter, and uh, it might be a barn burner next Friday night.
0: All right. Big thanks to Ajay Salveson. As always, doing a tremendous job keeping us on the air, walking up and down those stairs here at Maverick Stadium. For Kevin White, I'm Scott Gerard. Thanks for joining us. Back with you next week. Big week. It's Utah State BYU. If you don't have tickets to this game, well, it is a sellout. So uh, you may have to uh, go hit the secondary market or bum one off your neighbor. But make sure to be here at Maverick Stadium coming up next Friday, 7 o'clock kickoff right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield.